Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Tennis Weekly with Joel, Kim and Chris. On today's UTS Diaries brought to you by the official podcast of the UTS Grand Final. Kim, Chris, today is the 17th of December and we are here to catch up at the Excel Arena for finals day and a tour diaries episode. We are live, we are as a trio and we are in the depths, the bowels of the Excel Arena in London. And we're closer than ever. I'm sandwiched between the two of you, but do you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because it's the first time in a long time that we have been together. And, And Joel, I'm just glad that you got here safe and sound because you sent us a photo en route um, with you at the London International Horse Show, which is also taking place at the XL. I, I didn't realise, I wasn't expecting to see so many events under under one roof, because as well as the tennis, we've got a horse show, we've got kind of a winter wonderland Christmas event going on as well. And yeah, I did have to, I did have to dash in to kind of look at the Look at the ponies on show. Do you think there's much crossover between those three events? Maybe UTS and get a few more people who are going <laughs> to swing by. I mean, it's almost sold out this whole weekend. Um, but Joel, are you bringing any of your four-legged friends along today? Um, no, but I might actually go back there. I mean, it's crazy to think about the fact that we've got some of the creme de la creme of the ATP tour here. And they're literally in like one corner of this arena. And you've got the horse show. It's like 90% of, of the Excel arena. The creme de la creme of the horse show might be here as well, <laughs> the international horse crowd. So maybe that that is why they're taking up such a big amount of space. We did have a very uh, crazy thought that what if the horses escaped and came running onto the tennis court? Um, but, you know, UTS is uh, different, but it's not going to be that different, it's is it? It's not that different, No. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's talk about how we're finding UTS because we um, are on finals day now, so we've had a couple of days of the action. It's obviously very different to conventional, traditional tennis. You know, this is whole, all been set up as an alternative to, to appeal to a different, younger, newer generation of tennis fans takes a little while to get used to but how are you guys finding it because I have to say I'm I'm loving it for the most part but Chris what do you think I think I was slow to get on board I think because it breaks so many of the traditional rules of tennis I was like they're playing music people are standing they're clapping at the wrong time Um, I think I had to kind of just forget the tennis that I knew the Wimbledon experience I might have had to embrace this sort of new very exciting fast-paced sort of form of tennis and now I'm kind of hooked I think um Maybe sitting through a five-set match might be a little bit more of a struggle than I thought. You don't get that time for refreshments, but there's never a dull moment. Yeah, I've really enjoyed how uh, they've innovated uh, a tennis game. And I think I was coming into it with an open mind. I get that this isn't going to be for absolutely everyone, but I absolutely love what they've been doing. And, you know, just approaching the, the game differently. There's lots of things going on. And there's always, I think there's always something going on. There's no kind of dead time, dead moments. They come on the court. There's no warm up. I love how it's just like all action from the word go. Interviews as well, even in the breaks. So even when they're not playing, there's something to entertain the audience. But Joel, I know that one of your favourite things about a tennis tournament is the music choices. And music plays such a big role here. Are you satisfied that every point 
There is music in I, between. I'm just glad we don't. We haven't heard London Calling we by have. The Clash. We haven't I heard have. it. We haven't I heard have. it like absolutely every single time uh, at change of ends. Surely like. every time Jack Draper enters the court. <laughs> well, there is no change of ends. I mean, there's sort of change of quarters. But then, like Chris said, they, they're doing the interviews then. So there's never a dull moment. Mm. There is... There's not that moment to kind of scroll your phone for two minutes at a traditional change of mm. ends or, or come on a bit late once the match is, you know, once they're warming up because there's, there's no warm up. They walk It starts on, with or without you. Off they go. Yeah. Well, that could be a, that's a, that's a song in itself. That could be a new yeah, music Yeah, with choice. or without you. If they could stay there every time before they step to the court. I have enjoyed the fact that I think that the players get to choose their walk-on music. Yeah. And I, I really like that because Gail Monfils, he brought out his dance moves. So he's play, he's got his, his favourite song. He can do his dance moves on the court. And I'm, I'm always like learning. I'm always trying to learn to be the best dancer possible from Gail Monfils because that's one of his many talents, I feel. I think there's a way to go based on some of the moves I've seen from you in the past. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm loving the music. I love the Beethoven they played at Sudden Death the other day. I mean, you would just not get that anywhere else, would you? And it's almost, I find the music though, that it comes and goes between every single point And it's, you know, you think, oh, they've shoved in like three or four seconds of a song where maybe I didn't think that was possible. But, you know, anything goes, doesn't it? Anything goes here. What I would say to fans is read the rules before you come if you're attending mm. for the first time, because it will just help that kind of understanding when you're in the arena watching. Um, but otherwise, I think they're quite important and, you know, to pick up once, once you're here. Yeah, um, it definitely takes a match, I think, for crowds to start to understand what's going on, mm. really get into it. So I think... My recommendation, if you are going to come to a UTS event, which we all would recommend, mm. book the, the afternoon session and the evening session, because then by the time you get to the evening session, you really understand what's going on, what happens in each quarter. And I mean, we can give you a little bit of a, a rules recap so that we can kind of explain some of the things that makes it so different. Um, so it's quarters. So it's quarters, not sets. And there are four quarters, obviously, and they're eight minutes long. Um, and so when the quarter's over... Um, whoever wins the point before, that is the target for the end of the quarter. So you do get this moment where someone can stage this epic comeback to get to the highest score. But some of the biggest differences are you have these sort of bonus cards you can play to mm. win three points if you're down or if you're up to kind of cement your lead. Um, and the thing that surprised me the most, which I really should have been prepared for, it's only one serve, mm. which I really couldn't believe. Only one serve. And so if you want some second serve practice, I think it's the perfect time to give it a go. Yeah, you've really got to produce like in that one moment. There's no second serves. There's, there's just no room for manoeuvre. And I thought it was going to be a less stressful kind of competitive event for the players. You know, I thought, oh, it's a bit of fun. You know, it's 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 different. But actually, if I was a player on that court, I'd be way more stressed out because, you know, you don't have a whole game to, mm. to play through. You, you've literally, every single point counts. You know, you can't every get to 40 serve. love, throw a double fault in and still win the game. It, it's it's crucial, isn't it? It's, it's so different. It's and a I'm, single fault. It's a single fault. And I think also with the bonus card, I like the idea of it, but if you were to play, you know, that bonus card on your own serve and just, serve into the net then you know you've wasted that that bonus is that completely. a top tip joel would you always play your bonus card when you're receiving yes i think i think we've seen that as a strategy because there is a, you just put that much more pressure don't you mm. on the one serve um that you had but i saw i saw that as the one of the bonuses i think there's been a few other bonuses that you could have been using uh, throughout uh, the, the 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 event uh, this season i mean guys what bonus would you have if you would like to play because I know Casper Rude's talked about a breathing rule to give them a little bit more time to get on to the next point like? what rule would you like to bring on 
Would it bring to, to bring on a horse from the, the International <laughs> Horse Show? What about a first serve? That might be quite fun to throw in a, a first serve and get a second serve as well, you know? Or could but you? Wait, have... that's just the normal rules of the tour. That's that's how fun I am. Honestly, I just Chris, suggested, so traditional. Let's go back to the old rules. Could you make your opponent um, play the shot, play the return with their other hand, something Ooh, like that? I, I don't, like I it. don't know. I like would, it. That would just be just give you the. That point, would be basically. carnage. That would be carnage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I also think that something I quite like would be maybe you could try and have a way of distracting them. Um, so maybe it would be a case that they had to do a Benoit where you have to go and have a drink and then run back to the court. Because mm. um, he did do that, which is quite shocking, to be honest. He had a little alcoholic beverage before he then won a point. So maybe there's something that we could do that you had to complete a task before you return the serve. That's like the old days of Suzanne Longlon having brandy before stepping onto court. I'm, I'm really am a traditionalist. <laughs> But um, yeah, we, we did ask the players, you know, they have been asked what rule they'd want to, sh to share onto the, the rest of the tour. You know, is there anything from UTS they would want to take over? But a lot of them were kind of saying no. They, they kind of like to keep this in its own space. And they actually, if these rules were to transfer onto the regular tour, mm. they, they would probably not be the best at, at playing by them, I think. So. Sounds stressful, doesn't it? I think, as you said, I think we thought it would be a lot less stressful, but I think it's more stressful at times because of the nature of um, the quarters being so yeah. short and there's always like time pressure going on. they've always got on. to do something as well because they have those like little interviews uh, mm. with the with the MC during the match. And uh, I, I actually find that the most fascinating point of view. Uh, we, so not we the tennis, you like the interviews? Well, I like the interviews because you get the character that comes across uh, from, the, you know, from the tennis players. We see all that from... Andrew, I think Andrew Rublev, whatever he says, it's just unintentionally hilarious, I feel, to the crowd. He has got a bit of a persona here where he's just like, you know what, um, I don't necessarily want to speak with you, but yeah. the crowd loves it. I'll give it. you I think three it's like words dry, and I will laugh. Sort of dry humour that he's got that I think um, <laughs> the crowd loves. And mm. I think a lot of the players have been um, uh, definitely showing their personality and being allowed to snap back a little bit. It's not necessarily trash talk, but, you know, we talked about that a lot at the start of the season. Um, and it's quite fun hearing them mic'd up, kind of saying what they think about what happened. And maybe that does relax them slightly because it is, does make them think about something else. You know, I've got to do that interview and, you know, be rude to the, pre mm. uh, the presenters. I think um, when they're, you know, obviously encouraging players to play UTS, they, they, they've got to find the right type of player who isn't, you know, a complete introvert because they've, they've got to do all these other elements and not just turn up for the tennis. You know, they're there to You need entertain. characters. Yeah, they need the, like, the, the curiosities of the world. I'm going to use the term character. So mm. I think someone like Gail Monfils is perfect for this format. Yeah. You know, we've seen him dancing, we've seen him engaging with the crowd. He gave a tennis racket away. He gave a tennis racket away. But one thing, actually, Gail Monfils did have a bit of an issue yesterday um, where th there was a, a no-injury timeout rule, which, you know didn't help him out and we had a very strange scoreline. Chris, you were there. Can you just tell us a bit about what happened? Well, I mean, this is one rule that I think we're all agreed we can't get on board with because obviously the nature of the event is that it has to stick to time. Um, and that you, as you said, you can't take these injury breaks. So he did actually sort of roll his ankle and then he was trying to request to have some time for it to be seen. Mm. But because of that, the points continue going because he hasn't got himself ready for the next point and it reached the point where he defaulted. And the default here is actually um, a whitewash. So the scoreline was 10 love, 10 love, 10 love, 10 O. I say love. I was gonna say, it's not love here, Triple is it? Yeah. Bagel. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Again, traditionalist. Um, and so that was quite strange because it was, it was pr a pretty good match before that. It was 14-13 mm. to the power Draper 
then 29, and it was 9-3. But apparently, according to the official website, he got zero points. What, what was the reaction from the fans? Did they have any idea what was going on? It was pretty awkward, because I think it, if you're watching that, I think there's a lot of sympathy for anyone mm. who's injured. And when you're seeing him kind of being actively penalised for trying to like look yeah. after his health, I guess it is just a case of like the strongest player wins, the player who can continue. I mean, maybe he should have just held a racket and just whacked the balls away whilst he was arguing with Jeremy Shardy <laughs> and Patrick about if he could have a med- medical timeout. But, I mean, it is the only thing that kind of stuck out for me from that um, was that the last time they played, Monfils had to re- retire as well. So maybe it's just a curse and it isn't the UTS format. It's just Jack Draper is an opponent that he just never can compete a match against. Are we able to say Monfils versus Draper, though? Because it was actually La Monf versus The Power. The Power, yes, so they indeed. So they, they only have How those names. How would we names. miss nicknames? I know, we, we shouldn't be saying Rublo. That was Rublo. part of the rule, sorry, yes. It's Rublo, it's Rublo. La Monf. yes, it is the rebel for Benoit Paire. We've had so many great moments where the names have both been a help and a hindrance to the players, I think, when it's come to the rebel not being so rebellious or behaving well. Um, but Jack The Power, I mean, from what I've seen so far, he's certainly living up to the name. And every time we speak to him, he says he always hits it this hard. But I mean, who's impressed you guys? Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, we've got the finals um, coming up. We've got what the semi-finals first, which is the Viking versus Rublo, a.k.a. Um, Holger Rune versus Rublev. For those of you just at home who don't know the <laughs> nicknames. And then we've got the Power versus the Iceman, a.k.a. Draper versus Rude. Who are you predicting to come through those semis and, and play the final and then ultimately win? Well, I'm going to say whoever Joel doesn't, so would like to go first, uh, Joel? I think Jack Draper is, has looked very, very mm. good um, at home at home here. Uh, he seems to be relishing the, this format. So I'm going to go Jack Draper getting to the final over Kasper Rude. And I'm going to go Andrew Rublev. Holger Rune here has been fascinating. I think one, one time he doesn't like the format and then he starts winning and he loves the format. So I don't really know where his headspace is. So I'm going to go Rublev Draper in the final. And I'm going to go Jack Draper as my, my winner at home. So everyone everyone goes home happy. Well, oh, I'd um, love to see that. I'd love that, but we can't go with that because Joel never gets the prediction. Right. <laughs> maybe I should have gone somebody else then. because I, I, You'll I curse Jack Draper. Yeah, maybe I have cursed him. Who are you picking, Chris, then? I I think I think Rublo, Andre Rublev, because we found out how some of the prize money works. And because he won Frankfurt and there's a bonus for playing an event, there's a very big, very big cash prize is available, which I think is approaching £700,000. So I think with that incentive... Um, no wonder why lots of players want to play these exhibitions over the off-season, because the prize money involved is is, is up there, like even beyond oh, what you can get I on mean, the ATP Tour. That will pay for your trip to the Maldives. You mm. can bring some friends in the off-season, if, if you ever have one, for that one week you have off. Pay for a trip to Antarctica, perhaps. Yes, like, you know. like Caroline Garcia. Like Caroline for context, Garcia. listeners, not just Kim wants to go to Antarctica. But who are you going to say? Oh, I'd love Draper to win, honestly. Um, but I do think Rublo, Rublev. We're in agreement, So, so we're saying both the names. Um, I do think he's got that just energy about him. But I think Casper Rude might get to the final. Ooh, I just, okay. I don't know, Draper might get, feel, good, feel the pressure a It's a good a format for him because he, is, he does have a lot more sort of spin on the ball and cover on the ball. So... Mm. I think he hasn't really hit that many faults at all. Mm. So if Jack is swinging, mm. I think it's going to depend on if he makes more than he misses. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's all coming up. It's very exciting. We've got uh, more content to share from the UTS Grand Final. Uh, we were at the Media Day on Thursday. 
which we well we saw some very interesting things. We saw Andre Rublev and Holger Rune playing tennis with a frying pan. I mean, you don't see that very often. I think they were genuinely better than all of us would be with a tennis racket. <laughs> um, Chris, you sat down with Jack Draper. You asked him about, um, I think, what what Andy Murray's UTS nickname would be. So we've got lots of uh, interesting insight from Jack there. Um, we've got Joel getting tips from Benoit Pair about male grooming. We all know how much Joel loves his facial hair, yeah, so... He does talk about it a lot. I'm excited to hear that, actually. He complimented me... I don't want to give too much away, but he did compliment me on my moustache. Did he? Mm, I think he we'll have recognized to it. listen in he to find out, because it. he wasn't that thrilled with how it was going so far, but he did encourage <laughs> you, I'd say. That's as positive as mm. we can be on the facial hair side, Joel. So we're going to wrap it up there, listeners, for this episode of the UTS Grand Final. I hope you've enjoyed our UTS diary. Remember to subscribe to us to stay up to date on all the upcoming tennis, including the 2024 season and our UTS official podcast coming out on Tuesday. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all major podcasting platforms out there. So if you like what you're hearing, do make sure to leave us a rating and a review on Apple or Spotify. Also, make sure you follow us on social media because we are posting all the behind the scenes action and player interviews from UTS, so you wouldn't want to miss it. And that's across all of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and X. And the handle for that is Tennis Weekly Pod. You can also email the show tennisweeklypod at gmail.com or check out our website, tennisweekly.co.uk. And we will be back for our UTS official podcast on Tuesday, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, it's goodbye from Kim. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. We'll see you again soon. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.